0: Welcome to Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's news and bring it to you. I am not good at any of my directional stuff, so I'm not gonna say to my left or right. Is gonna introduce my two co-hosts, Goopmaster. Y'all can't even see my head. I'm fucking it up. Alright, Goopmaster Flex, tell the people what's up. Um, we uh,
1: we gooping. You know, it's goop times day pass. now it's, we're getting ready for goopster you know we showin'
0: what's goopster?
2: <laughs> I don't
0: know like how that... just Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: let me live yo I'm trying my best I'm running out of ideas too man you know we're going through the great goopression oh god <laughs> that's I was like
2: what the f-? black guys tell them what's good what's going on people we staying frosty out here you know since uh, since I I'm uh, not hosting necessarily I finally get to do one of these so you know instead of May 25th and instead of gooping we just staying frosty ladies and gentlemen so
0: Metz um, oh came out here with his nice little PR already made slogan Okay, I see how you're doing.
1: All right. You better be careful, because he's going to catch you slipping.
0: <laughs> that was a good. That was a good. I, I like that. That was, that, was a, that was a good one. That was a good one. All right. Well, gentlemen, as always, forgot to say, I'm May 25th. You know what I'm saying? And we, uh, we're switching it up a little bit this week in terms of uh hosting and yada, yada, yada. But... Every week, we also always do what we like to call the Buffer. All right, so for this week's Buffer, uh, we're still going to keep on with the theming of the versus thing, but we're going to switch it up a little bit. We've been doing the 3v3. What was it? No, did I, did I say that right? No. The the triple threats. Last couple weeks. This week, we're going to just keep it straight, v, straight 1v1, y'all. All right? We're going to go with some villains this time around. Voldemort versus Darth Vader. What say y'all? I now. I, I got to keep it a stack with you gentlemen, man. This is probably one of the most difficult ones that we've, we've come up with thus far. Like, I really got to talk my way through finding this answer. I don't know off rip who I would say is the winner here. They are very similar to me in a lot of ways. Um, they both have certain advantages, certain disadvantages. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. Like, your boy Voldemort has a spell that kills you on a spot. Just, just, you're just done. <laughs> but then the Force is the Force, you know what I'm saying? Like, my man, oh, God damn it. Vader's a bad dude, yo. He is, he is, you know, but like I feel like almost with with either thing that both of them do there's a counter on each side you know, like, so I'm like, damn, it's really really a tough say Voldemort can create shields Voldemort can cast spells and, you know, call lightning to fight for him and shit, this man can pretty much manipulate the ebb and flow of things in terms of Vader, so it's like I
2: don't know I think Vader got a- the lightning thing too. Like uh like what Palpatine did. I think he got that. Oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. So. There's that too.
0: Little mini Chidori shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, what do y'all think cuz this is a tough 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 one for me. Uh
1: I don't know, man. Like I think personally Vader is him. I don't know much about Voldemort. I'm not a Harry Potter guy. I never read any of the books or seen any of the movies. But I think I seen plenty of Darth Vader to like Kind of have my answer, you know, not kind of, but more of just like I'm fully convinced that Darth Vader can wipe out a whole galaxy if you wanted to. But, you know, of course, plot armor had the best of them, but we'll just uh, we'll just say Darth Vader. Definitely you know, like him with the force. My boy bring down, like aircraft and stuff like that. Just like, you know, I remember I remember I saw like a reel on TikTok or whatever, and they're trying to compare Eleven to Darth Vader. And I'm like, Eleven struggled bringing down a helicopter. We're talking about Darth Vader bringing down a whole ship with one hand, just like, you know, slowly walking, just, you know.
2: Okay, but let's also be fair. Like, Eleven is literally a child. A, (laughs) B, like, if you let her get training up until the point of where Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader, she probably is doing all those things.
1: Nah, no, no, no.
0: Past the fact this man said he would destroy a whole galaxy, Vader's—he's uh, badass, but he's not gonna destroy a whole galaxy without the aid of some kind of super weapon or some shit. Like Vader with his bro. Own... galaxy, bro. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. I
2: mean, I—I I, I assumed he meant it more like, uh, like going from planet to planet and just dis- like killing everyone. I didn't necessarily think of it as like. Using the Death Star to like blow things up per se, but I don't know. Because the Force
0: has a proximity thing, no? Like you can only use it so far from how they kind of like show it in the uh, the movies.
2: The Force is uh, the Force is whatever you want it to be, really.
0: I've never seen anybody be able to stretch it like
1: beyond a planet well, or something like that. Like that.
2: Well, like I'm not. I'm not.
1: I, like I. Like what Denzel said, I don't mean like in a sense of like he's just gonna sit on this like throne and just be like, okay, let me just. Yeah, you know I think you
2: saying more like, like in a comic like, sense, like go. Like
1: my boy, plane, if yeah. my boy wanted to, he said, "All right, let me go to Earth real quick." My boy gonna fly ship, go to Earth, and just start you know causing mayhem. Nobody gonna stop him.
0: See, I, I feel the same way about Voldemort.
1: <laughs> I feel literally the same exact way about him. Like I said, I never seen Harry Potter, so like I. I
0: this character in a random planet somewhere, and he still has the same ideals and the same skill set and shit. Ain't nobody stopping him neither. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yo, Moore he got
2: defeated by a child, you know? Like, Darth Vader you didn't. Know.
1: You're right. Is this is. Dar- is but, this, uh... but did Vader
2: get beat? Vader didn't get beat. Vader, uh he he grew a heart. And he decided okay. Vader had like, to go get a suit.
1: They <laughs> got hit with the talk no jutsu, you know what I'm saying? Like he hit, Luke hit him with the Naruto speech, like, We must defeat the force. Oh not the force, oh, the dark side.
2: No. I mean, that's basically what, basically what happened is Vader like gave himself up, right? Like he killed himself mm-hmm. in a sense. Protecting his son. So I don't know. It's it's a little it's a little different. It's a little different. It's definitely Vader's good. own humanity you know got the, the best of him, I guess. Like him turning good is what killed him. Not necessarily that he was like fighting so I don't know. It's you know what I mean? Like it's it's different. He didn't necessarily get defeated by a child. He died
1: doing the right thing, you know
2: what I'm saying? Like he,
1: he had a good sacrifice.
2: I don't know. I don't know. Don't get me wrong, it's tough man. Voldemort is definitely a strong dude. But that you know, I always kind of felt a little bit like Voldemort was inspired by Darth Vader too. So
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: Man, Voldemort gonna try to do his Avacadavra shit, and then like fucking Darvian about to just go... And put it this way, right? Imagine...
0: I hope people don't kill me in the comments for this or whatever, but imagine Voldemort kind of like a wizard version of Orochimaru. Interesting. Kind of <laughs> like that.
1: So, I, but it's Darth Vader though, like Darth Vader is freaking Modera, bro. Like he come, he's coming in with his balls hanging down, smacking everybody. You know what I'm saying? Orochimaru, you can't. Oh Orochimaru, <laughs> hi, bro. That means, bro. Like like I said, Darth Vader is like Modera, bro. Like the only way they killed him is by plot armor. You know what I'm saying? Like they, like how they kill Modera with a cheap sneak attack. That's how that's how it was with Darth Vader. The kill him were like,
0: because I'm convinced. I don't care what nobody says. If they ever decide to recreate more sequels to the Harry Potter universe or whatever, like directly to the other movies, I don't care what nobody says. Voldemort gonna come back. He don't die neither, bro. He always figured out some kind of weird way to to have his his essence left in something, and it's the same shit that Orochimaru does, bro. Orochimaru... He'd be dead off for a whole 10 years and somehow be trapped in a scroll somewhere and his whole body would just pop back up. And he's like, oh, you guys have found me.
1: Man. But it's funny because, like, you mentioned the sequel. I actually did, like, redesign where it was like, I guess apparently they're, like, trying to do another film or something like that with the original cast. So
2: they ain't getting that dude, Daniel Rockett to come back. He don't want no part of that.
1: Bang, you know, like it's all rumors, right?
2: Yeah, it's so, like, definitely rumors. I mean, money talks, but at the same time, I just think a lot of the cast, like you know, the, all, all that controversy with the with the original writer, I I think a lot of them wouldn't come back. Just a lot of them would not come back. I would be shocked if they pulled that off. Because Daniel Radcliffe, I, I believe, has been on record saying he didn't want to revisit that, and
0: I could see him not even want to do it just because, like, he doesn't want to. Dip his toe back into that because I know that was a big part for him too. Was to like find roles that were like, yeah, very different from Harry Potter. Yeah, it's for so it is, long, it is so it was just like...
2: heavily influenced his his uh, his career afterwards. Like you look at all the things he's done, it's been weird ass movies, like weird different yeah. movies, and they've been great too. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I think if if you if you hear some of them talk and then you know you look at all the other things that are going on around Harry Potter as a brand, I think uh, a lot of them would probably stay away. So, I would be shocked if they could pull that off. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I I haven't seen the Fantastic Beast movies, but those I want to get into. Have you Have you watched those? Chris?
0: Started the first one, because I downloaded them recently, actually. Started the first one, I didn't get all the way through it because I fell asleep. So, I'm going to go back to them. But I didn't fall asleep because I wasn't liking the movie. I fell asleep because I was just tired. So. Yeah. Uh definitely going to go back to him and see what's going on cuz it, it's good shit. Definitely good shit. If you like the other Harry Potter stuff then this will be right up the same alley. Yeah, I got to it, it has more of like a how do I put it? Like more of a Sherlock Holmesy kind of vibe to it if that makes any sense, mm. but other than that it's uh it's it's good. It's good stuff.
2: It's pretty cool though. All right. I think this might be one of the first I mean Manny Manny was pretty definitive in him him saying uh Darth Vader but I think, I don't know. I, I'm still not entirely sure. Which Yo, one it depends
0: pick. on who's having a good day, bro. Like, that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> who's having a good...
0: <laughs> I don't they're, know. They're basically
2: the same person, you know? Like, in a, in a weird way, like, relative to what, what each universe is, like, they're basically the same person. So... Yeah.
0: Hmm. Curious. <sighs> Yeah, I'm not, I don't. I don't know.
2: I say we we keep that as an ongoing discussion. Um, I know a lot of the people watching are are Star Wars and uh, Harry Potter fans. So you know, for those of y'all watching and listening, you know, <clears throat> hit us up down in the comments. Let us know what's up. It's a Darth Yeah, Vader. we gotta get a death Darth match for that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Four oh. eleven. You know, we throw eleven in. The... <laughs> no, it's. Yeah.
2: 11, let her, girl, let her grow up, bro.
0: Well, bro. Jesus Christ,
2: bro! You let you let L grow up. It's I think it's a problem.
1: I uh, I don't know. I'm I'm still rocking with Darth Vader, but you know, only time will tell, right? We getting the last season of Stranger Things eventually.
0: I'm curious to see what you're actually <clears throat> seeing a little bit of what Voldemort can do. I, I'd really be. Curious. He's pretty Who fucking knows? scary. Smoke. He just be coming out of the smoke in the shadows, and just
1: yeah. he ain't got no nose. <laughs> huh.
2: Mom, bro. I would,
1: I would, like I said, I would have to, uh, I would have to eventually, you know, dabble into this franchise and see what's up. You know,
2: you know, I always thought it was interesting that like Harry Potter is essentially like a, a kids movie, right? Or at least considered like a, a kids movie. Mm-hmm. But when you look at like what, what's it, what they call it, the Dementors and uh, Voldemort and stuff like that, that shit's kind of scary looking. Yeah, yeah. Like it's pretty dark sometimes. Yeah, it, that movie gets very dark often. Actually, yeah, yeah. um, so it's always, it was always funny to me that like this is made for kids, but like this shit's it's pretty fucking scary, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. They always left let you know that there was like that darker side of wizardry and shit, and like you could tell if they really wanted to lean into some real dark shit, they could, but they you know, they cleaned it up, yeah. <laughs> you know
2: what I'm saying. Well, honestly, that's what I always thought would happen with the fan- Fantastic Beast stuff, like after the fact, like they'd make yeah. it a little bit more mature, but um, but they seem to kind of taint, you know, keep it a bit more tame than I was expecting. Yeah, still looks good. So, but um, but yeah, this this is the I guess another conversation we'll uh we'll keep we'll keep a lot of communication open on because it's definitely pretty interesting. But the main reason why we we really brought those two into the mix is because we want to talk a little bit about Harry Potter today. We're gonna talk a little bit about the, uh, the Hogwarts Legacy game. It's been out for a few <laughs> weeks now. Um, I've been playing it. Manny, you know Manny mentioned uh, he's not really a big Harry Potter guy, so he didn't really dabble in it yet. But Chris, finally, we finally got Chris is up. I'm up to date on, a, on a new game. I'm super excited about this. He he was holding out. He didn't tell us until like 15 minutes ago, guys. So this is news to me, I may as been playing some Hogwarts. Now I, I'm going to start off by saying I've actually been enjoying the game quite a bit. Um, there was like a little moment in the in the early parts of the game where I was like, I don't know how you can sustain this combat system, because it felt like it was kind of limited. Like, all right, like I I do my little um, Akio, make them levitate, hit him with a hit them with a couple little hits here and there. But like, I was like, I don't know how. Complex can you make this combat system? Because that's what a lot of people had been saying, like, oh, combat's so great. Da, da, da. And I was like, in the early in the early stages, I was like, all right, yeah, it's okay, but like it got boring after a while in, in the early stages. But now I'm starting to get a couple new spells under my belt, and and, and I've been mm-hmm. on TikTok, I've been seeing some of the, the spells of people like discovered, like some of the, the secret ones or whatever. Bro, people are clapping. Clapping. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you think about the combat what what are your overall impressions and obviously, uh, man, if
0: we're talking about the, the combat specifically man um, I think I kind of agree where at first I, I, I was I, I thought it was a little bare bonesy because I was like oh, it was a little easy um, and then the game does a really good job of like really unraveling more for you but not like giving you too much at once I think um, and then they give you a good amount of space to also be able to practice a lot of this stuff because you'll meet a lot of new enemies and have to deal with different shields and all that kind of stuff. And um, the combat for me at this point has evolved to a point where I was thinking of try to incorporate the element at some point where I could duel somebody else and see who got better skills because I really think it's that good. It's one of those situations where like you got to uh, have a lot of good timing. You got to incorporate your dodge rolls. You got to incorporate a lot of good movement. Um, the shield, the Protego shit, bruh, that shit is dope as hell. And then you can upgrade the shit. So, like, I think I got some... If you upgrade it to use the Stupefy and then the Stupefy will now do a curse. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, dude, it does... Yo, <laughs> there's a lot of cool shit with the combat, bro. I am thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with how it works. Um, and that, just the, the overall flow... A lot of games I've noticed, especially in the last couple of years, when there's multiple uh, enemies on the screen at one time, sometimes a lot of these games have a tough time, like being able to kind of like let you choose who you want to focus on. I don't even have to use the lock screen really with uh, this Hogwarts game. It's easy enough to just be able to control exactly who you want to target, when you want to target them. It's just it's got a good flow to it, man. It's really good shit. I'm not gonna hold you. They did a really, really, really good job with it. Um yeah, yeah, that shit's dope. I had my first really big boss fight the other day. Uh Pensive something. I forgot what the name of his actual character was, but he was one of the first trials that I had to do. Mm. And uh shit was dope, man. Like it was a cool ass fight, man. Like, yeah, man, yeah, combat fire.
2: Combat <laughs> fire. <laughs> yeah, con- gotta give it to him. Especially the like the ancient powers shit. Like when I first started to understand that like I yeah. there's there's like a mechanic where you hit like the two uh, bumpers so LBRB or if you're playing on PlayStation the L1R1 and you, like it's different most of the time right it seems like it's randomized and it's yeah. it's yep. Yep. but every time it's like I am God like I have just <laughs> demolished Dags. whoever Dags. it is that got hit with it it's like yo Dags. what why can't I do this all the time <laughs> yeah. Like they do they do a good job of balancing it out because there's a meter, so like you know, once that meter's full, you can at least for me where I'm at now, I can do it twice in an encounter. Yeah. Um yeah. <clears throat> but man, like like there are some like uh without ruining the story, like some some henchmen that you have to fight and like they roll up on you and you do that thing, and it's just like I feel bad for them. Like they they don't exist anymore, like they are no literally chance. dead. <laughs> Go, like gone. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it's so it's fun. It's very powerful. <clears throat> very powerful. But um, yeah, apparently there's there's like this, you know. Chris, I'll I'll, I'll send you the, the TikTok after this. Like, but there's like a secret spell up somewhere in a tower that you could grab, and uh, it's it's pretty dope.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's not in the list of spells that you can like acquire on the. Uh, I I the other guess screen.
2: not. I'm not entirely. Oh, sure. Oh shit.
0: I don't know they had stuff like that in there. Okay. I'm
2: not entirely sure though. Don't don't say don't my oh. for it. But like they yeah. I saw like a little thing about how you get to it or whatever and it was like, "Oh, this is this is like a pretty cool little easter egg, secret whatever." Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's that kind of leads into the next thing I was going to talk about. Like, there's just so much to explore in the game. Like Hogwarts in that of itself. And that's really all I expected it to be was like you just running around Hogwarts. <laughs> But no, they got the Forbidden Forest. They got Hogsmeade. They've got the, mm-hmm. the whole area around. They got the train station, and like you could just hop up on your broom and fly there whenever you want. You can fast travel to places whenever you want. It's and that's that's where I say like it really gives me that Elden Ring vibe of like just an immense world, not necessarily like too much direction, and it's just like go explore. It's it's definitely more direction than Elden Ring <laughs> gave you, um, but. Yeah, I don't know this is this game has been a pretty big deal in my opinion. Like it's it's yeah. kind of a sleeper in my eyes because I didn't expect it to be as good as it is, and I truthfully both. wasn't really gonna buy it. Like it's you know if I wasn't game sharing with later, I probably wouldn't have had it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they a lot of detail, man. A lot of detail that they put into this game, dude. That like. I, I was scared it was gonna be just another one of those movie games. Yeah. A lot of times you get the movie games and they're not good, bro. But like this is, this is a dead ass RPG, man. Like there, there. If you like RPGs and building a character and and exploring and going into dungeons and all that classic RPG shit, it is in this game. Shit and and then some. I want to say. Yeah. It's acting everything. Everything's a one in this shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. And you can
2: tell the I'll people tell you, who made it are like fans of the series right like it's it's it's, yeah. almost, it's like a love letter to you know like that world you know and, and fans of that world what are you gonna say man
1: you know as you know I, i'll say that after but um when you said the creators of the game it's funny because i saw a tiktok and it was like you know before the game release, like why are you guys hyped about this game releasing when the last game they made was cars three <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh damn <laughs> but no, I was, like, saying, I, I do like how, like, the community is, like, you know, loving the game. Like, for example, you know, you got you to gotta have the mods, man. I think my favorite mod is, like, changing the want into, like, a Glock. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, poof, poof, poof. I, It's funny, but... Oh, I, I do like how in-depth the game is in the sense of, like, depending on which house you choose, there's different, like, amounts of quest line. Like, for example, like, I don't know the names because, you know, I don't know anything like... By a Potter like that, but like, like one house will have like the most quest, one house will have the least quests, another one will have like a secret quest that you can only get with that house kind of thing, and all that kind of stuff. So like,
2: that actually brings me does. to a question, Chris. What uh, what what house are you?
1: Watch well, him say like Slytherin. I'm joking. I don't know. Ravenclaw. I knew
2: he was gonna like say Ravenclaw. Claw. I knew he was gonna say Ravenclaw. Can you guess what house I'm in? Hufflepuff, bro. Hell
1: no! What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I it's funny. I think they actually. I think that was the one with the secret quest line.
2: I believe it. I believe it. Because most people won't pick it because of the name. No, I didn't. Hufflepuff. I didn't choose it. It was like you know, you do the the like you download the app, you do the whole questionnaire thing, yeah. and it picks one for yeah. you. So I got Gryffindor.
0: Uh no, nah, they tried. They tried to put me in Gryffindor based on how I answered shit, and I was like, I don't want to do Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked right
2: Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'll, I'll stick with Gryffindor, but I, I think the other thing was, like, what? Um, I think, like, three of our friends are Ravenclaw, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'll just, I'll stick with Gryffindor. <laughs>
1: now four. We're out here, yeah.
0: We're out here. Oh, God. Most of the people in the, the school that I've been friends with have been stuff, huh? I think?
2: Yeah, there's, like, this one dude in particular yeah. that I'm friends with, and he's Slytherin, and I'm like, do I trust you? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I have I keep feeling like you're gonna betray me at some point in time, like, Like, yeah, yeah. weird, It's weird. (laughs) It was like an early point in the game where they gave me a choice between this kid who's on Slytherin and then like this other girl that I um, was in a class with before and I accidentally picked the kid and then like we just kept doing missions together and I'm like, fuck, like I don't, did I make a mistake here? (laughs) I don't, I don't know, but so far he's pretty cool. I forget his name, but yeah.
0: Can we also, um just real quickly too, I just wanted to say this. I want to give them a shout out for making this game on Unreal Engine 4 and having it looking as nice as it looks because I didn't think it was Unreal Engine 4 when I first synced it. I was like, damn, y'all motherfuckers was killing this shit. And I think, you know, you gotta give them a little credit for that. Yeah. Because the game is actually very, 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 very beautiful. Especially when you're walking around certain environments and you could like look at the landscape. It's 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 kinda nice. Not gonna lie to y'all. Very mm. cool. The Forbidden Forest has a lot of like dope spots too. Um
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff, bro. Little Unreal Engine Four still uh, pumping out some good looking games. Yeah, for sure. Shit, Callisto, right? Callisto was uh Unreal Engine Four as well, so you know, they're doing their thing. I th- I yeah, still man. think it's it's going to be a little bit before we get like uh well not a little bit but like I think this end of this year going into next year we'll start to really get like the the Unreal Engine 5 like 5.1 5.2 powered games. Actually, that reminds me, there's supposed to be like a an Unreal showcase in March. Oh shit, where? Uh, I think they call it the Ooh. State of Unreal. I think it's supposed to happen around the same time as the Game Developers Conference, so um just a little side note there, we'll, we'll probably be covering that once that drops. But, yeah, you know, like, more more of the, the newer Unreal Engine stuff will probably be getting a little bit down the road. Because what? Like, it only really became available to the public last year, right? So, you
0: know. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah,
2: so it takes a little while for, you know, developers to really get yeah. the most out of that engine. So, good to see. Still, you know, still good-looking game. Still good. The physics in the game I like a lot. You know, especially mm-hmm. around like um, Reparo <clears throat> in particular, like that spell where you, you like, you know, you can fix a bridge or like fix whatever thing from before, like the, the particle effects and all, like the physics around it. Like it just looks cool to me. And I, that's definitely like one of those Unreal um, Unreal Engine like notes. Like it's one of those things that the, the engine's always gotten done really well is like physics and particle movement and whatnot. So yeah. that was what told me early on that this was an Unreal Engine game for sure. Um, what
0: um? What spell would you say you used the most so far? Hmm.
2: Recently, I've been having to fuck around with these stupid spiders a lot. So, um, oh, the fire spell. Yeah, but like I upgraded it to the point where it creates like a little area of effect around me when I pop yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I got the same thing. Yep. Yeah,
2: so I feel like I've been using that one a lot. I forget what it's called. It's not Diffuso, but it's like. Incent- no, no, it's a. Good Frigo. Incendio! Incendio! I think it is Incendio.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Incendio! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. So that's been the one that I've been using the most because like there've been some enemies that I, at first I was like I didn't like I'm not doing any damage and then I realized oh I have to light them on fire and then yeah, it took me yeah. down a whole new rabbit hole of, of shit. So yeah, I've, <laughs> I've been liking that a lot.
0: <clears throat> uh, for me, it's the Akio, bro. And it's funny because that's the closest thing to like the Force and like some Darth Vader shit, yep. but I hit every if I can pull it off some enemies, you can't do it to. But for the most part, the spiders, the dogs, the the dark wizards. Akio, bring your ass. here, boy. My
1: boy doing it Akio. That's way. actually a
2: good combo, though. Because let's say you hit them with a the levitation thing, then Akio, and then do the fire thing. Like, especially with the AoE attack.
0: I don't even use the levitation one too often unless I see somebody with the right shield. Mm. But the Akio, I, bruh. And it recharges so fast. That's my shit, dog. Mm-hmm. Now I got it too, where uh, I upgraded it and um, it could pull multiple enemies at the same time. Yeah. Because so sometimes it's bringing all three, four of them at one time, and they're all just <laughs> and then you use the fire, and then you just hit them off, bruh. Yeah,
2: it's good stuff. It's yeah. good stuff. See, I like this though. Like, I like like even just the fact that you know you and I are approaching it different ways, like with with the same spells, really. Yeah, it's cool, man.
0: That's why I want the dueling thing, man. I'm telling you, it would be really cool to see how everybody kind of does their, their thing. Because I think by the end of the game, none of us are going to be dueling or using our wands and shit the same. I don't think I don't think you and I would be at the end of the game. And nobody else... Yo, dude, they got to do that. They got to do that. I want to see that in Quidditch. Put it in the game.
2: Please. <laughs> yo, tell me why... Please. The moment, like, when I, when I first got to the sorting table, uh, like, and... I heard the dude say something about, oh, because of whatever his actions, like, Quidditch won't be played, and I was like, that's a cop-out. They, they did that <laughs> so they didn't have to put it in the game. I'm tight. I was so mm-hmm. tight. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's probably the one, like, big misstep in my eyes. Like, how you not going to have Quidditch, bro?
0: Maybe for DLC, man. They never well, know. that's the
2: thing. Like, so a lot of people were saying things like that, but the uh, uh, Key Games, I think, is the developer again, but they, they basically said, like, They don't have any plans for DLC right now. Oh. Yeah. So I'm like, bruh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. (laughs) That sucks. Definitely does.
0: (laughs) Because,
2: like, that means, I mean, it's not to say that we won't get it, because it's clear that, you know, money talks at the end of the day, and if enough people are, are asking for it, you know, they may put some DLC out there, even if they have to charge for it, whatever. But, <clears throat> you know, either Quidditch or, like, a duel thing, y'all got to do something. Got to do something with that because too many people ask asking you, the,
0: for it. And the mechanics are so good. Though. Like, I don't know how Quidditch would work because Flight right now for me is a little weird in the game with the broom shit. But at least for the dueling portion of it, you, you guys created such a really good system for dueling. Like, dude, the PvP would be lit, bro. I'm telling you. If they had, like, ranked boards and shit like that, yeah. bro, that's fire, bro. Let's go.
2: If I recommend create some cool, bus, room. I would recommend you invert your flight controls. By the way, because that helped me out so much. Okay, I'm gonna try that. Because then it, it controls like a like a real plane. Because it was throwing me off at first. I didn't I didn't like the I don't know. Ooh. I just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I remember when they first had you go through some of the rings slowly. I was like, all right, I can I can handle this. But then when I had to start doing stuff like faster, I was like, nah.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah. Same.
2: Yeah. Nah, nah, not feeling this controls at all. So. Manny, gotta try it, man. Yo, we gotta There's see
1: nothing, you out here. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying that's different because you know well, like, Manny
2: didn't finish Elder Ring either.
1: So I'm, I'm like in the end, all right? On the <laughs> I'll
2: never forget that, yo, because Manny was over here beating the drum for Elder Ring. That'd be the best game ever. We were Bro, we were over here like, was, man, can we not
1: talk about that? Be, First weird. of all, we
2: were wrong that month. That month was like games
1: upon games upon games, man. I just ain't got the time to play all those games. There was once. nothing
2: else after all. ring.
1: I got three kids. It. I gotta. I gotta feed. You know what I'm saying? Like. Huh. I bet I was doing side quest.
2: Oh, okay. You threw me off. <laughs>
1: oh
2: God! I'm not even gonna get into this. Let's move on. <laughs> Manny, we gotta see you on Hogwarts, you know. Give it a little try. If anything, you can always return it. Maybe you might love it. It's it's worth
0: the money. It's worth the money. I I thoroughly happy
2: yeah, spending it was that money. It's good. All right. But we do want to get into our last little uh convo here. But it might not even necessarily be very long, but you know, we've been talking about E3 just about every damn year since we started this <laughs> podcast. And every damn year since we started this podcast, it's been cancelled or diminished at some level. So
0: Pain's still there. It's yeah,
2: still there. Pain pain will always be there. Um, I mean, this year, I'm I'm still trying to go this year, but who who knows where we're at with this? Uh now, just I want to say, was it last week, two weeks ago, it was reported that Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony weren't gonna be at the show. Somehow it was this whole thing, people I don't I don't really understand why people were talking about it as much because again, Microsoft hasn't been there in years, Sony hasn't been there in years. And Nintendo seemed like they were kind of on their way out as it was. <clears throat> so really, the show was supposed to be mainly about third-party developers and or pu- third-party publishers, I really say. And then, you know, Microsoft was still having their own thing over there on the side. You know, they have the, the Microsoft Theater. Back when I, the last time I went, they didn't even have really a presence on the show floor. And that was like, I want to say four, maybe five years ago. Um, they mainly did their thing at the theater and it was great. Like, you know, the, the the showcase that they had, you can win line, play games, stuff like that. It was honestly better than my experience being in in the booth the year prior or two years prior to that. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I, I find the, the conversation around E3 to be fascinating, but once again, this week, there's, you know, more questions, if anything. And, one of the big reasons why I'm even leaning more into the the questions around it is I feel like in the past by now we would be like tickets would be up for sale. Uh, Yeah. yeah, If I remember correctly, like the times that we did go, my wife and I did go to E3. um, We bought our tickets like in February and you know, February is we got just about a week left in February and, there's no mention of tickets. There's no mention of who's going to be there, who isn't going to be. Well, obviously, who isn't going to be there is the three that we talked about, the main uh, publishers. But, you know, usually we'll get word of um, like like a whole thing from um, from the ESA saying, oh, like, you know, these are our partners this year. And Ubisoft has said that they plan to show up, you know, if there is one. But the, the president of Ubisoft or the CEO of Ubisoft has said, you know, he doesn't know if there's still going to be a show or not. And that's kind of troubling and weird, you know, for somebody who's usually has a presence at the showcase and, you know, what it's, it's usually in June. That's, that's a few months away. You would think that there would be more concrete understanding from, you know, somebody who's supposed to be participating in the show in whether or not they're having a showcase. So I'm, I'm still leaning to the idea that there's going to be something and, you know, worst case scenario, there is also the Summer Games Fest situation, which uh, Jeff Keeley's you know, been been putting on and, and actually did put on a, an in-person version last year. So I'm wondering if it's obvious that E3 has to evolve, right? It's, it has evolved. But are we at the point where is it just going to be E3 and the Summer Games Fest and what Microsoft does, you know, like and, 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 and? Like, will E3 ever be like a whole entity again? Like, what, what do you guys think? will be at specifically this year No, it's not not even necessarily push it too far ahead but specifically this year do we think it's gonna happen do we think uh do we think it'll be the the main thing <laughs> or do we think that the, the summer games fest might eclipse it so manny i'll start with you on this one
1: it's kind of hard to say you know like you mentioned we got Ubisoft be even questioning it will there even be an e3 and i don't know it's like even if Ubisoft is at E3, I feel like, you know, what they have to show, they probably would show, like, the progress on the Splinter Cell game and stuff like that. But, like, lately, you know, Ubisoft has been a mess themselves. You know, they have plenty of cancellation in the games and all that kind of stuff. You know, is it just going to be, like, one of those, hey, this is what we're doing. Hi, bye, have a nice day kind of thing. You know, like, how at least I remember it, not last year, but at least a couple of years ago when we... Like watch that, then like there was like a Square Enix and the Capcom one that was like kind of like the same way, but it, it just all depends on what they have to offer, and I feel like maybe if they like kind of show, you know, E three or you said the ESA, like you know what they have to offer. If there's nothing really to show, then there's really a really point of having a you know a showcase or an event because then it's like it's really pointless. So, Mm. I'll say, you know, it all depends on if there is anything to show. Like, I know, at least with the Ubisoft side, there's been a lot of delays. Square Enix is kind of like a hot mess themselves because they show their Western properties and, I mean, recently, Forspoke is kind of like a messy game as well. So, like, the only thing they really have is Final Fantasy coming out and,
2: yeah, Yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy looks good, but, um, but yeah, I guess I, kind of see what you're saying, right? Like the ESA doesn't really control what happens with Ubisoft and Square Enix and whatnot. So at the end of the day, they're just worried about putting on a show and they'll just have whoever wants to show up, show up. But at the same time, if the people who they need to show up, don't have anything to show, then, you know, maybe is it even worth it for the ESA? I mean, there are a lot of different exhibitors that show up at E3. So, you know, there's that, there's obviously plenty of third-party publishers you know, take two. EA. Well, EA hasn't been to the show in years, so the, you know, actually, the more the more you kind of sparse it out, it's like even before COVID and all that stuff. You know, the, the what E3 was or has been has been greatly diminished, right? So I don't know. Well, I, I guess it's it's kind of fascinating to think about, right? So a the, the industry is kind of. Uh, consolidating for lack of a better term right like there's not as many um companies kind of on their own anymore like bethesda used to have a presence at e3 obviously they're, they're they wouldn't now because they're owned by microsoft um take two had a good presence but even then it was it was kind of weird like i, I remember when um oh my God, what was the game uh I can't remember the name of the game exactly, but when I was going to the showcase, like they, they had a big game that was supposed to be coming out at the time and like it was only being shown behind closed doors. Um, so like that kind of killed some excitement for things that were going on. So it's it's just interesting. Like there, there's so many things playing against <laughs> it, it like way against its favor. I think one of the best things that had happened at E3 of the year that I had went was Jeff Keighley was like just starting to do this whole um it was kind of like panels for lack of a better term, like how you have it at other conventions, like, you know, like they'd have like a comic con, like the hall H panel where you'd have the, you know, like <clears throat> the, the people who make the movies and some of the actors and whatnot come out and talk about whatever it is that they were working on or, you know, just, just have a conversation with the audience. E3 never really had that until Jeff Keeley tried to pull something like that together. And I think it, the show was a little bit better for it because, you know, outside of that, it was just, wait in line for hours and hours and hours and hopefully play a game that you want to play. But I don't know. And all that stuff kind of got a little bit complicated too. But um, yeah, Chris, I mean, you know, I want to get your take on this. What do you, what do you think is going on here? Do you think the uh, fact that Ubisoft, I, just, I I find it just really interesting. Like Ubisoft's like, well, if there's any three, and I just feel like, wouldn't you know that by now?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a, uh... I mean, unless they're trying to like blow a smoke screen, just kind of like throw us off, which i i, I don't get why they would do that mm. um, yeah it, it's for me personally, it's feeling less and less get anything this year um, just you know based on what you said, you know it's really starting to get to the point where it's diminishing for a a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, like I think a lot of us back in the day we were so used to the the whole Presentation being this big, huge, giant event with all of these different vendors and different people who were coming to show what they got, and it's almost like a lot of those folks decided to branch off. It, you know, it's, it's funny. It reminds me of Netflix. You know, remember when Netflix first came out and they had all the licensing and they had every single show? Ooh. Now Disney said, "Oh, now, yeah, yeah, bruh. <laughs> we gonna need you to give us our shit back, so we can go do our own thing." And uh, you know, so many other platforms decided to do the same. HBO Max, AMC, all that other shit. So what e3 is gonna have to do i think going forward is be really creative with some other ways to get either people in the building or to just do it digitally or something because that's pretty much what netflix had to do netflix i think would have gone under had they not started to really invest in their own like original content like that's what they had to do you know what i'm saying because all the other content was getting taken off so yeah e3 i don't know what that ex- what it would, what it would be what that thing is but like They got to come up with something to kind of fill in some of those gaps that I think from people just branching off and doing their own thing. It's cool that everybody is doing their own shit. I'm not hating or nothing like that at all. Um, But how are you going to get people to like really, really want to spend money to, you know, get like a hotel room and go out there and do all this stuff when it feels like every single year more and more stuff is being taken away and put in other venues? You know, they got to come up with something, you know? I don't know what they do. Maybe they partner with, you know, some esports stuff. I to do something. Yeah. Something.
2: So you mentioned like the, the idea of like going there, right? But what incentivizes people to even just pay attention to what they're doing? You know, like for, forget like, mm-hmm. like, like buying a plane ticket and going to LA and going to the convention center. If there's nothing there, yeah. what incentivizes people to even just pay attention to like E3 based coverage. If there's literally nothing, right? Like what incentivizes games media to go to E3 if they're they don't have anything to cover you know like it's it, like it's such a um, like everything's there's a specific term for it and I can't think of it off the top of my head but everything is dependent it's basically it's like it's all codependent on each other right you need the publishers to show up you need there to have content so that games media can show up and cover the content so that people will be interested in watching what's going on um people are interested to, you know to, to fly down there and like play the games and if you don't have any of that or you are missing a pillar of it like all the other pillars start to kind of fall off <clears throat> one of the things that i think might help out instead of having um developers like kind of wait till e3 to like show off all of their stuff or whatever show off all their wares like maybe break it off so that E3 happens quarterly, or like, you know what, kill the E3 name, right? Like, ESA, work with all these people to make something different entirely, and just have it happen, like, every three months or something, you know? Like, like uh. buddy back up with Jeff Keighley, because I don't know what the hell happened with their relationship. They obviously had a difference of opinion, um, based off of what Jeff said about what the, where he thinks the show should go. So, if you, if you look at it, really, that's kind of what Jeff does in some ways, right? Like, he's got so now we're doing the, the summer Games Fest thing, and then mm-hmm. what? Like then the summer goes through, and then at the end of the summer he's got the um, oh my god what's it called opening night live thing for Gamescom. So it's like boom, that's like that's usually what September. So that's th- another three months, you know, later. Um, mm-hmm. And then what? Another three months later he has the Game Awards. So like if if the ESA could really kind of partner with with Jeff on this and be better about like breaking up instead of having it all be in June and depending on all these publishers to come through and do all this stuff, you know, find a way to break it up so that it's twice a year, four times a year, whatever you end up finding. And yeah, that might be difficult to get more people to come around, but if you can find a way to get the, the digital components to be interesting enough, you know, you can, you can find ways to fund that with, with advertising or whatever it is that, you know, <laughs> however you decide to do it. You just have to make it interesting again, and it's just—I don't know—it's in this weird limbo state where, obviously, it's yeah. it had been canceled multiple times, but like it just—it doesn't seem like the developers who need to showcase things there believe in it anymore. It doesn't seem like the gamers believe in it anymore. Um Obviously, people who are heavily tied to it, like a Jeff Keighley, don't seem to believe in it anymore because he's pivoted to do something different entirely. So, I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, it's like the E3, you know, ain't what it used to be. You know, it was same this this one week long convention, two week long, whatever, you know, where all these big developers come in, have this huge, massive showcases for everybody to see. And this, now it's just like, you know, I, the new trend is like you said, it's like quarterly things like how they have Nintendo Directs and PlayStation uh, State of Plays and even Microsoft dabble into their de- developer Direct and stuff like that. Maybe they can, like, find a way, like, E3, how, like, maybe how, like, PAX does it, like, how they have a PAX East and West, or you can just, like, you know, have, you know, cover in one side of the country, like, you know, like, California and, what is it called, uh, go to California in June, like, as they always done, and then, like, maybe come to, like, New York or whatever on, like, you know, towards the end of the year and have it, like, broken apart like that. So, yeah, more people will be able to go and, you know, go and they'll be more interested. And, you know, you have two different shows.
2: Yeah. I, I think I think financially that would be better for them. I know. B. You know, like... No, I think I think they could get more people to buy tickets mm-hmm. if they broke it up that way and had it happen in different places. Not everybody's going to be able to go fly down to California, you know? Like, it's it's just... Not necessarily an easy thing to do uh for some people. So, you know, having it where okay, like we have something in California, we have something in the South, we have something in the east, you know, that that's something that can garner more attention. You because you have the people who would A fly down to California regardless. So those people would probably go to each different uh convention. They would go to the one that's that's in California, they go to the one that's in the south, and they go to the one that's in the east. But then you also have the people who are more localized who can be like, okay, this is closer to me. I can afford to go to this thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would help them out a little bit too. But I, I really do have my eye on what Jeff's doing, like the the Summer Games Fest stuff. Like I I really, like knowing that last year he did some, some stuff in person and people were able to play like Street Fighter 6 and so on and so forth. I found that to be a bit telling. Like I didn't really expect that. And I figured he would just keep it focused on more of, like, a, a showcase to, to help, you know, like, third parties show off their games to the world. But the fact that there was, like, a, an actual event for people to go to and play games, I think that's kind of telling. And I I really think that that could gain some traction down the road, especially if the ESA relationship with other developers and, and publishers and whatnot starts to fall apart. Um yeah, I, I really think Summer Games Fest could end up overtaking E3 as the thing for people.
0: Uh, I don't know, man. I just. Uh, I, I think in my ideal world, they would focus more on the fan experience, I think I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, even more so than getting more people to do reveals and world premieres and all that type of shit. I think if they found a way to turn this into more of a. Mm-hmm. a a spectacle almost in a sense where like because gamers want a game you know so like i'm like why don't why not focus on that key thing and like again you know incorporate some esports stuff or like do things where like i don't know you have tournaments set up so that way if the whoever wins the tournament can go play the first hour of this new game before anybody else can type of Mm -hmm. shit like that i think would like work better because at that point i'm buying a ticket because i have an opportunity to be chosen to, to do something fun and be exclusive in some shit. You know what I mean? Like, they got to, like, kind of, like, make it more almost like Comic-Con, where <laughs> there's a lot of exclusive shit that you can get there in terms of the 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 people who you hear speaking, even down to the, the fucking Pops figures. You can only get certain ones by going to Comic-Con. You know what I'm saying? They got to, like, do more shit like that, I think, and it would bring a lot more people in regardless of how many different developers or whatever they have there obviously you want to get as many as you can and you want to still have that be an aspect of it but i don't know man i I would totally more focus on how do we engage the fans and get them actually gaming while they're a part of this event that to me is the next level for them if they want to stay afloat because i don't think how it is now is unfortunately gonna gonna cut it
2: no, I feel you. Yeah, it, they got to do something. It sounds like you're talking about PAX, though. It sounds like it. Sounds like that's how PAX works, right? So, I do think hey. I do think it would benefit them to maybe lean a little bit more that way. I, you know, you would you would think being the ESA and being E3, you'd have more connections to do bigger things than what PAX could do. Um, but uh, I guess I don't really know where they're at now. Actually, that does yeah. PAX East. When is that? We we should probably think about.
1: I thought they're usually in.
2: April? April, yeah, April, so yeah. We need, Word. To, we need to need to look into that for sure, yeah, because uh, at this rate, the E3 thing probably ain't, ain't going down, that's nice, and right it's not. more
1: local, probably more affordable, you know, it's just like a nice little weekend, yeah,
2: that's true, that's
1: true,
2: but Definitely. but yeah, I, I mean, I guess we'll keep our eye out on what what e 3s gonna have. I, I mean, one way or another, we're gonna have some some good announcements in the, in the summer, it just, yeah it probably won't just be won't under, be under that umbrella. Right, it won't be under that umbrella at all cuz we know Summer Games Fest is going to come with with some with some good stuff. We know Microsoft's already talking about having their showcase in the the summer. There's rumblings that PlayStation may have something um in the spring actually. So like there you know, the announcements will continue. It just won't be under that umbrella like you said. So <laughs> keep our keep our ears peeled. We'll talk to you guys more about it when it happens. Um but other than that, I think this is my, might be a good place for us to leave it for now. So Again, thanks for watching and listening, guys. We'll check you guys out next week. Have a good one.
1: Bye. Oh yeah.